PCI, what's new in the 2010 update? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Bob Russo, General Manager of the PCI Security Standards Council. Bob, thanks so much for joining me today. My pleasure, Tom. Well, Bob, the question everybody wants to ask now, what can you tell us about the forthcoming PCI update? Well, I think first and foremost, it's a direct result of the feedback that we got in. Um, actually, we're providing greater clarity on PCI DSS as well as PADSS. Uh, we're hearing for improved flexibility for merchants uh, while managing, you know, the risks and the threats that they're seeing as well. And, uh, you know, we're aligning with industry best practices. And I guess most of what you'll see out of the uh, out of the new versions coming, uh, you know, later in September and October, uh, will be clarifications on scoping and reporting. So, relatively minor changes, no new requirements to the standards. That's good news, and uh, the clarifications basically are, are there to remove any kind of confusion uh, around what the intent of the requirement is. And there'll be additional guidance, uh, you know, to increase uh, uh, your understanding and, you know, help provide further information on uh, particular topics. And then, of course, uh, there are uh, emerging threats and changes uh, that may come into play here. And if there are, that will require, you know, some involvement in some of the requirements. But at this point, not there. So basically, you know, it's reflect. I think it's a reflection at this point on the growing maturity of the standard and, you know, the strong framework that it uh, that it provides for protecting cardholder data. Bob, when you think of each of your constituents, the card companies, the issuers, merchants, processors, etc., what's the headline news for these parties? Well, you know, as I said earlier, the standards are becoming more mature. You know, most of the revisions, as I said, are, are simple matters of clarity uh, and, and additional guidance. Uh, you know, so spelling out what the changes uh, are right now, uh, which we will do later this week, you know, makes for no surprises uh, for these people, you know, and, and basically gives us the opportunity uh, to align the DSS and the PAA DSS, you know, make it, uh, make it easier for merchants to align any kind of the efforts that they might be having uh, going, you know, going towards uh, dealing with both PADSS and the DSS. And then, of course, with the new life cycle, there's plenty of time, uh, you know, to, to sunrise and sunset the old version, uh, you know, and new versions give everybody enough time to implement them and, and give us better feedback from, uh, from their experiences with it. Bob, a lot of things have come up in discussion over the last couple of years, tokenization, end-to-end -end encryption. Which areas do the clarifications not address? Uh, well, you know, the areas that you mentioned uh, will not be part of the requirements. Uh, there will be additional guidance coming uh, later in the year, so at the community meeting as well as after the community meeting, we will be issuing guidance on chip, for example, point-to-point -point encryption, uh, tokenization, uh, you know, and, and basically what we'll be doing is lining those up with the standards and uh, basically comparing them and letting people know that if, in fact, they are using one of these technologies, and, of course, we encourage layers of security, which these are, uh, you know, if they are, in fact, using one of these technologies, this is how it lines up with the standards, 
and you know in in one case or another you may have already satisfied one or more requirements by using uh, one or more of these technologies so that's what you'll see there won't be anything in terms of new requirements having to do with any of that Bob give us a sense of the deliberations and the, the, the tough decisions even that you've had to go through to arrive at this stage that you're at now well, you know, many considerations <laughs> go into uh, go into introducing you know changes to these standards. Not the least of which, uh, you know, is is what's best for you know for payment security. That's uppermost uh, on our minds. Uh, that being said, this is a global standard, so global applicability to local markets is very very important. You know, uh, uh, I very often I'm traveling outside the United States. You know, and and as an example, if I'm in Europe. You know, I could get in a car and drive 20 minutes and cross a border. I cross a border, a whole new set of legislative issues that have to be dealt with uh, when it comes to protecting this stuff and privacy issues as well. So we have to make sure that it's applicable and it can be used in all of these markets. Of course, you know, sunset dates for the other requirements is an important uh, consideration as well. And, you know, the cost benefits of making these changes to infrastructure have to be well thought out as well. I mean, if we make something... Uh, required in the standard, and it fundamentally changes the way people uh, uh, apply the standard internally, and and costs you know <laughs> a huge amount of money. That's something we really, really uh, have to weigh heavily before we decide to uh, decide to decide to make any changes. And then, of course, there are a cumulative impact of, of a lot of these changes as well. We need to make sure we're being keenly aware of that as well. So what has gone into the decisions you've made? I know you spend an, an, a good deal of time looking over research that you conducted last year. Uh, yeah, well, you know, as I, as I said, the changes come directly from the real-world implementation of this. I mean, these, this feedback comes from the merchants and the processors and all of our participating organizations and global stakeholders. So, you know, I, I think it's a good reflection of... Uh, of what's actually happening out there in the world, you know, and, and you know, people are, are are interested to understand with more clarity what these standards actually mean, what the more importantly, what the intent of a requirement is, so that they can properly implement it. Bob, when you think of all these different parties around the world, as you say, who's going to be unhappy with what you released this week? You know, I don't think anyone's going to be unhappy. Again, a direct result of feedback, global feedback, and, and very, very important. If you look at the feedback that we got uh, this year, uh, you know, the feedback, I, I continually say this is a global standard. Uh, this year this year gives us lots and lots of evidence of that. Uh, over 50%, I think 54 or 56% of the feedback that we got came from outside the United States. So this really is a global a global standard, and the feedback that we are getting is global. And uh, you know, I, I think it's a, a really good reflection of what the industry is looking for and what they're saying. Bob, give us a sense of timeline, please. I know that you've got your announcement this week. You've got your community meeting in September. What what are the events we're going to be looking at over the the next several months? Well, you know, you're going to get a detailed summary of changes uh, coming up. This week will be the summary of changes as we get to early September, just prior to our community meetings. 
we'll release not only the detailed summary of, uh, of the changes, but we'll actually release the standards so that people have a chance to see that standard before they come to our community meetings. Uh, you know, have a chance to better prepare, come with some questions that are germane to their specific industry and their specific uh, situations. And then, of course, at the community meetings in September and October, we'll have the ability to discuss these in depth. And then, uh, finally, the, uh, the, the actual appearance of the new standard will be published on October. 28th, and that's a week or so after the last community meeting in Barcelona. So if, in fact, there are any aha moments that we uh, that we get at these community meetings, which, you know, highly unlikely as it may be, there could be, uh, we still have the ability to make some uh, adjustments and tweaks to the standard. And then, of course, after the announcement on the 28th, in line with the new life cycle, we will be making the standard effective on January 1st, so that during that holiday period, uh, or year-end lockdown, as people are referring to it, uh, they won't have to worry about making any changes to uh, uh, to the existing uh, way that they're uh, dealing with the standards. So as you describe it, there'll be the opportunity through the community meetings to get feedback that could lead you to make revisions, but you don't anticipate revisions before October 28. That's correct. We don't. I mean, we've had a ton of feedback. Uh, throughout the year, we've had uh, you know open discussions on open mic webinars that we have with uh, all of our constituents, and even the people who are not participating organizations are invited to those as well. And, and I think we've pretty much seen everything that we're going to see in terms of uh, changes that will be made to the standard. But again, just in case there's an aha moment, we'll have the ability to do that after the community meetings. Bob, just a final question for you, and it's a summary question. Fundamentally, how do you see that payment card transactions will be more secure even than they are now because of these new measures? Well, you know, everyone in the payment chain, you know, from the merchants to the financial institutions, the software and hardware providers, even the payment brands needs to play a role in securing payment card transactions. So our goal in updating the standard, you know, is to really reflect real-world challenges to the security of these transactions and provide as much clarity as possible uh, so that people can, uh, you know, can, can comply with them and keep this data safe. And while doing that, we're providing education and tools and additional guidance for merchants and others so that it makes it easier for them to adopt the standard. Bob, I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. We've been talking about PCI. We've been talking with Bob Russo, General Manager of the PCI Security Standards Council. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.